I don't know. I've always I've always been given to the theatrics and the dramatic and the uh, the big and the bold. So I guess it's not super surprising that it ended up being this much of a production. But I, I would not have expected this much variety. Gifted by area businessman Henry Stambaugh, the doors to Stambaugh Auditorium opened in 1926 to become a place of enjoyment, entertainment, and education for the people of Youngstown and surrounding areas. These are the stories, performances, and conversations of artists and supporters of this historic landmark. This is the 1926 Podcast. Last week, we had Brendan Gage perform his senior recital in our concert hall. We had the opportunity of sitting down and speaking with him and asking him a few questions before his performance. So, what led you to choose music as a career path? So, when I was in high school, uh, my sophomore year, I auditioned and made it into the OMEA All-State Orchestra. Uh, this was the first time I was able to be in a group that was that good and that size, and I really felt like I was one of the weakest players there. I was a very strong player at my high school, so it, um, it, was, it was a good experience. And we, uh, I think we played Carnival Overture. And just at the end of that piece uh, at the concert during the performance, I just felt this euphoria and this joy that I definitely didn't ever get doing like math homework or writing things for English class. So that was kind of the moment where I realized, hey, I could, I could maybe be a musician. And I don't think I realized it at the time, but Looking back, that's definitely the moment where I think that I uh, kind of made that decision subconsciously. <laughs> what is your next step? So I'm taking this uh, coming year to um, just continue to practice my instruments and study with some faculty at YSU that I didn't get to study with while I was uh, in school there. Um, so I'm taking this year off and I do plan on going to grad school eventually, uh, probably fall of 2021, and I would like to study composition and performance while I'm there, get to do a little bit of horn playing, a little bit of piano playing, some jazz, some stuff with technology. Um, it's kind of a broad scope right now, so I should probably narrow it down a little bit, but just keep playing music is the short version. What can we expect to hear for your scenery recital? I've got a couple, uh, two accompanied horn solos, one by Rossetti and another by Madsen. I'm playing one piece for organ, uh, another piece for unaccompanied horn. That one's really challenging but really fun. Uh, and then my brass quintet is actually playing a brand new composition, a brand new piece of music. And then I've got um, a jazz trio at the end also to play a couple standards. I'm sure that this does not look like the same recital that you were envisioning when you began your music education journey. Well, when I started my degree, I was very much just a horn player. I had played piano all my life, um, and I had started studying classical piano um, in college as well, just as a way to keep that up, because it was something that I enjoyed and I thought could maybe be useful. But I did not have any idea how, how important the keyboard stuff would continue to be as I went through college. Um, my sophomore and junior year, I started to study jazz on the piano, and then my senior year, I took organ lessons, and that has led to this whole um, production, I guess. It's, it's a little bit of a, I don't know. I've always, I've always been given to the theatrics and the dramatic and the, uh, 
the big and the bold. So I guess it's not super surprising that it ended up being this much of a production, but I, I would not have expected this much variety. How does a virtual recital compare to a live audience? It's been both a blessing and a challenge to have the delay, first of all, because um, as I've started, as I got closer to this recital, I started to think to myself, how on earth was I going to be ready in the spring, you know, that much less time, but I'm sure I would have found a way to do it. Um, I don't know. You know, of course, I, as a performer, a performer kind of feeds off the crowd. They, they get the energy from the people that are sitting in front of them, listening to them in the flesh, you know, right there. Uh, so in that respect, not having as much of a, a live audience present can be a little bit, a little bit frustrating. It's, it's a little less exciting from the performer's point of view, but I'm just happy that I get to play this music and people get to hear it. What do you think the future of performing arts will look like after the COVID pandemic? Well, um, and, until there's like a vaccine developed or anything like that, a more permanent solution, I have to imagine that it's going to continue to be limited performances with you know, reduced numbers of people in the audience. I've been lucky enough to play some gigs uh, since, since this whole thing started, but you know, it's uh, indoor venues have to limit, limit capacity and outdoor venues really have to just spread people out. Um, I, I hope that someday we can uh, return to what we've known as live music for decades and centuries, you know. Um, I really hope that someday we can get back to that because I think that live music is a really magical and powerful thing that um, deserves a place in the world. What kind of impact do you think that the COVID pandemic has on performing arts as a whole? Um, it, the, the one positive of virtual performances is the ability to reach people no matter where they are. Um, and that has been a very, very good thing. Um, I think that we'll see as live performances with real audiences in front of them, as we see those start to come back, I think there's, there's going to be a continual element of having a live stream going on at the same time. Or, um, you know, some people will probably host events just for virtual audiences because you can't always book a venue and draw a crowd. So in that respect for for you know, lesser known or smaller groups or people who just want to put something out there. Uh, this new virtual medium that we will be much more experienced with um, and more skilled at definitely has a place as well. And it kind of works the other way too. You know, a place like Youngstown, even if you have the, the best group in the entire world, there's only so many people in the area. Yeah. And no matter what the draw is, yeah, it, it lets the people here um, have a, uh, a bigger buffet to pick from, but it also, it also would allow uh, our chefs, so to speak, to serve people everywhere. And in that respect, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. I'd like to thank Brendan Gage for sitting down and speaking with us and answering our questions. For more of Brendan's performance, please visit standbyauditorium.com.